Hey everyone, and welcome to Ask Shane Anything. It's not E3 week, which is, even though there isn't an E3, to me, still a pretty big week, and I know I'm really excited about it. We're coming off Jeff's Big Summer Game Fest press event yesterday. I was kind of surprised a couple of you didn't jump into the Ask Shane Anything questions thread and uh, ask me a couple things about that, because I would have answered at least one thing. I want to hold a lot of it for Game Face on Tuesday, but I would have answered at least a question or two from it. But nope, you guys didn't put anything in there, so you guys have to wait till Tuesday uh, for me to discuss that. However, I did make sure to include at least one convention-related question in today's episode. Um, now, we don't normally publish on the weekend, but this weekend, we absolutely will be. So, Xbox's big showcase is on Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We will be live on the site, basically getting everything onto the site as it happens in the press conference. I don't know if you were on the site, for Summer Game Fest, but we pretty much had trailers live for you to watch a la carte, I don't know, minute or two after they ran in Summer Game Fest. So if you don't want to watch the whole big shebang, just keep refreshing Sifted and we'll have all that stuff for you. I also want to say I'm almost overwhelmed by the number of questions from you guys in the Ask Chain Anything thread. It's really awesome. Like there are so many in there. Um, I answer four per episode. I'm thinking about maybe bumping that up a question going forward because there's so many in there. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to get to them all before some of them aren't as relevant as you want them to be. So anyway, I just want to thank all you guys for the amazing response and asking so many questions. Let's get to them. Okay, our first question for today's episode comes from JC Wayne C. At least I think that's how I'm supposed to pronounce it. Shane, GameCon-wise, what are you hyped about this year? Is Tokyo Game Show going to remind us why we bought a PS5 and Xbox Series console, or will it just be something to tide us over? Do you think Xbox will get its stuff together and bring its A-game for the rest of the year and show what made the Xbox 360 so great? Boy, the Xbox 360 era seems like a long ways away. Now, I'll say this, like, a lot of the earlier parts of my career, they don't feel like they're all that long ago to me. Like, I'm sure if, like, outwardly people are like, oh, that's 15 years ago, when you hear that number, it seems like a long time. It doesn't seem like that long to me at all. Because, I, again, I've talked about how as you get older, time goes by more quickly. But also, I just remember everything about it. So I think a lot of times you measure how long ago something was by how much of it you remember. And I remember all of it. So, um, yeah, the Xbox 360, up to this point, really is Microsoft or Xbox's heyday. So I could see how you would point to that as a reflection point, or an inflection point, for that matter. Um Tokyo Game Show is kind of been irrelevant for quite a while now. The last time I attended in a professional capacity was 2012, and we shouldn't have gone. <laughs> I mean, we had a skeleton crew. We had like the smallest team that we had ever taken to Tokyo Game Show, but even then it wasn't worth the money that we spent, and it hasn't really gotten any better since. Um, you know, it did things remotely through COVID, and everything's kind of coming back online now. Gamescom is happening in person this year. Um, of course, E3 is canceled, and we're coming up on what would be E3 week and all the big E3 press conferences, so I'm really disappointed there. So to ask me what I'm hyped about for this year, not TGS, not really Summer Game Fest or not E3, probably Gamescom. But what we just learned today, in fact, is that PlayStation is not attending Gamescom either. Will it attend Tokyo Game Show? I don't know. I mean, it is a Japanese company. So it would probably be more inclined to attend Tokyo Game Show just to kind of do the homegrown type thing with its uh, with its fans in Japan. But I mean, honestly, the, the landscape for 
conventions is looking really bleak right now. Um, there was an editorial that was on Engadget, and we curated it on Sifted, so you should check it out. It's there. Uh, where one of his editors just basically talked about how it's so weird that the games industry is making more money than ever, and it feels smaller than ever. Like, what are the landmark events? What are the big events around gaming anymore? There really aren't any. I mean, you can point to PAX, maybe. You can point to, I mean, is Comic-Con now one of the biggest game conventions? What's going on? I think it's a terrible look. I know some of you guys don't care about E3 going away and all this stuff. And it's not just the fact that it's like, you know, this thing that I've been doing all this time. There's value to these conventions and they're all going away. Like it's, it just feels like the publishers have figured out that they can get away with not doing stuff for fans. And so they're just not going to do it. And so like, oh, we'll just pre-produce a bunch of videos and we'll put them up on YouTube. And the sad fact is, is if you support this, that's what's going to happen. So if you're going on PlayStation's Twitter account and saying, yay, I love your Direct, I don't miss E3 or whatever, well then that stuff's never coming back. Now, JC Waynesee, it seems like you are a person who enjoys conventions and misses the big epic events all around games. I'm, I agree with you there, but I don't think things are heading that direction. Like when I talk about this stuff, people look at me like I'm crazy. So um, honestly, the, the, the forecast for games conventions for this year and for next year and for years and years after that sucks. I have no interest in going to most of the conventions that are going to be left. I've gone to them already a bunch of times. And if the things that are left are the things where you weren't seeing the hot games, they were also ran conventions that kind of had games like tacked onto the side or in the case of PAX, it's more about indie games and getting the community together to play board games or play games together, that type of thing. It's not really about the games themselves. I mean, that's really a shift for me I think, in the games industry in general, is that the, the focus has really shifted away from the games. And it feels like it's shifted towards, like, personalities and people more. So, you know, maybe this is just a sign of the way the industry is headed in general, that these conventions are losing their relevance or whatever. So I guess I would say, ultimately, if you're looking for Tokyo Game Show to convince you that buying a PS5 or an Xbox Series X was a good idea, or if you haven't bought one yet, to convince you to buy one... I don't think that's going to happen. Could it happen at Gamescom? I do feel like Gamescom has more relevance now because there really isn't an E3. So suddenly it's become the biggest in-person gaming convention in the world. And it always kind of was. But the problem with Gamescom in the past was that publishers would show all their best stuff at E3. And then a lot of times you just get the same build at Gamescom. And so there wasn't a lot of news there. So maybe Gamescom becomes a new E3 and a lot of news is broken there and a lot of games are debuted there. Uh, with this kind of half step of Summer Game Fest, it does take some of that stuff off the top, though. So um, I don't know. To me, I feel like the future of conventions, gaming conventions, is really, really bleak. <laughs> All right. Our next question comes from Kevin. Do you remember a game where you only played it because you had to but ended up loving it? Kevin, you ask a lot of great questions for asking anything, and you've asked so many that I you're probably going to end up being in just about every episode of the show uh, because I want to make sure that I'm getting to your questions, and there's so many good ones that if I don't include you in every episode, you're going to be left out. So uh, here you are. You're asking me about games that I didn't care about, didn't know about, wasn't excited about, and then I played them, and I was like, holy cow. Well, I think the first one I want to talk about is probably League of Legends, and it wasn't just that... I felt like I needed to play League of Legends. I felt like I needed to learn what a MOBA was. And because League of Legends was the leader, 
I played it, but I'll be honest with you, I actually got into Dota 2 first because people, at least at that point in time, were like, Dota's actually the leader, Dota's actually the better game. So I played Dota first, Dota 2 first, and then I moved over to League of Legends. And I'll just be honest with you, I enjoy League of Legends a lot more. I think the characters have more personality, I have more of a connection with the characters. I feel like the characters are more diverse. So I think there's always someone that someone can choose as their main that they can relate to. Um, I just felt like the variety in League of Legends was better. Um, and I also felt the game itself was a little more straightforward. And as someone who was just learning how to play MOBAs, which are very complicated, I appreciated that. And I'll just be honest with you, I became really addicted to League of Legends for a period of time. Um, when we were building Sifted, and when Sifted first launched, I was a huge League of Legends player. And at a certain point, um, it got to the point where Sifted wasn't blowing up. And I was already dedicating a ton of time to Sifted, like I still do to this day. And, but it wasn't blowing up. And I was like, oh man, we're like, I'm running really hard, but I'm running in place. And so I started looking at things I could chop out of my life to free up more time, to dedicate even more time to Sifted. And what I decided to do was cut out League of Legends. And I have not played League of Legends in years now. And I do miss it at times. But that that game is really, you have to really be in tune with it, with the characters. And they constantly change the balance of things. And they'll even change like some champs so that they, you know, they used to be a top lane champ. And now all of a sudden they're mid or they're ADC or whatever. So... You have to really keep up with it to be good at it. And I'm too competitive now to jump back in and just suck. So um, I haven't played League of Legends for a long time, but I had really no interest in MOBAs. And then once I played them, they really clicked with me. Um, another game I would bring up, Hades. I am not a big roguelite player, but everyone said this is the one that will get you over the hump. Um, this is the game for people who don't like roguelikes or roguelites. Um, and I played it and they were right. And it, it's an amazing game. Now I'll say this. I was incentivized a little more because Greg Kasavin, who works, who's basically the lead developer on the series, is a friend of mine who I worked with at GameSpot way back in the day. And so any of my friends who make games, I'm going to give their game a chance. Um, and again, this is a genre that normally doesn't click with me. And maybe I'm a little biased, and but maybe not, because it was game of the year for a lot of people. But Hades is the first game that was a roguelite or a roguelite that I really enjoyed. Now, Returnal's another one, but both of those games are games that catered to people like me who thought the concept was intriguing, but it had never clicked with them before. So, um, Hades would be another one, and then going back way farther, it's got to be Katamari Damacy. Like, um, look, I like goofy stuff. I like goofy humor. I like stupid humor. Um... So honestly, Katamari Damashi probably should have been on my radar, something that I really enjoyed. But it was one of those, I think I was working as the head of editorial at X-Play when that game came out. And it was one of the smaller games at the time. And, um, you know, I was, as always, I was just crazy busy back then. And so I couldn't play a lot of the smaller games. And I remember that game came in and people started playing it in the office. And I was just, <laughs> I was like, what? This is insane. We need more games like that. Why aren't there more games like that coming out now? Anyway, um... So I had actually given it to somebody else to play. And then once I saw them playing it, I was like, oh, <laughs> I should have given it to myself. Um, and so every once in a while, you do screw up giving out assignments. But anyway, um, once they finished it up for the review or whatever, I did take it home and then give it a play. And I absolutely love it. I mean, there's still no other game like it. So um, those are probably the three biggest ones that I can remember from my time playing games. Okay, our next question comes from Robolisk. You seem to have had a great time with your trip to Greece. Are there any places around the world you would like to visit? And to make this related to gaming, have you ever played a game with a setting that made you want to visit it in real life? 
okay, I did have an amazing time in Greece, and I wish I could just go back. (laughs) One of my big regrets with Greece is that um, we went after the summer, and so we were there in, like, the early fall, and we went to Mykonos, which is, like, this island that's just gorgeous and beautiful, and it was awesome while we were there, but the thing about Mykonos is it's, like, this huge, like, rave festival party island in the summertime, And as you know, I've been in that scene. I'm a DJ. I love house music. I would have loved to have been in Mykonos when that was all going on to check it out. I don't know. You know, I probably would have stood out like a sore thumb because of my age or whatever. But I still would have liked to have been around the scene to see what the island was like when all those clubs are booming and everything. But still, I want to go back to Greece. It's amazing. So, yes, I did have an awesome time in Greece. Um, Any other places that I would like to visit? Africa. Africa is my next target. Um... I love nature. I love wildlife. Back when I was really young, I was like crazy into zoology and animals. And I used to participate in these competitions. They were called Science Field Day, where we just go out into the woods and you have to identify trees, insects, birds. I was like, I won almost every year. I really thought when I was younger, I would end up being like a zoologist and work in a zoo or something like that. I don't think I've ever told anybody this, <laughs> but it didn't happen. Life has a way of happening and it doesn't go that way. So anyway, um, I love Africa for a number of reasons. The history in Africa, uh, the people in Africa, the wildlife in Africa. Um, so that is my next target. That's the next place I want to go. I want to go on safari. I want to be in the thick of it with the wildlife um, that's really exciting to me. Now, another pl- now to answer the second part of your question, I'm actually going to reverse it a little bit. You asked if there was a game that made me want to visit somewhere. Well, for a really long time, I wanted to visit Egypt. And again, I'm really into history. Like, I don't go on vacations to, like, lay next to the beach and get drunk. Like, I go on vacation to, like, learn stuff and see things and people that I haven't seen before. Um, And I always wanted to go to Egypt, the pyramids, and, you know, just literally the most ancient civilization. I really get into stuff like that. That's why I love Greece as well. Um, So I really wanted to go to Egypt. And then a couple of my friends went, and they were like, they were like, yeah, the pyramids are cool, but, like, you do that in, like, a couple days. And then they found that they were kind of bored. And then they talked about kind of the cultural part of it, and they had problems fitting in, and they had issues with what they were wearing and saying. And anyway... After talking to a couple people who went, my interest in it waned. And then I played Assassin's Creed Origins, which uh, kind of a small section of it, but a section of the game is set in Egypt. And I think the ultimately the conclusion that I came to was, you know what? This is good enough. <laughs> I know that's terrible. Um, a video game is never a replacement for going someplace for real because you don't really meet the people. You don't really absorb the culture. You just kind of get a rough idea of what it's like to be there. Uh, but after hearing the reports of friends going to Egypt, like I was kind of turned off to it. And then once, you know, so magically recreated, amazingly recreated inside Assassin's Creed, I was like, this is probably good enough. And then another big component of it too is, you know, the, it's, does the wife want to go? And while she's interested in learning about Egypt, she hates, like, really hot, arid places, and she has very little interest in going there. And so I think the culmination of all that stuff means that I will probably never, ever visit Egypt. All right, our last question before kicking you off into the weekend comes from Commander Fett. Why do you think forums are going away in favor of Discord? I personally find live chat very stressful if there are a lot of people sending messages 
Seems like both could work, but lots of places are ditching their forums to make a Discord channel. Okay, well, that's a tough question. And I'll be honest with you, we have our own Discord channel, and I really don't spend, like, hardly any time in there. And I think part of the reason is because chat, it's like when it's live chat, ideas and concepts that people want to discuss get lost very quickly. It's like someone brings something up, if no one cares, it moves on, and the scroll just keeps happening, and it's never-ending. I prefer forums, honestly. I prefer to be able to take the time to read stuff and then consider it and leave thoughtful replies. Um, and honestly, I wish our forums were more active than they are. A big problem I found with working on Sifted in general is that I just can't do everything. Um, I, you know, We get complaints sometimes from people on YouTube. Like, you guys don't engage with your YouTube audience. It's like, bro, I don't even have time to engage on our Discord. Like, I'm working so hard and spending so much time just to get content out and curating the site and getting content onto the site. I just don't have time for the social aspects of my own website, which really sucks. Um, I do wish people spent more time in our forums, and I wish our forums were more lively. I spent a lot of money to have those forums custom built. I mean, you guys have figured it out by now. There's no other forums like ours. Um, and some of you may like that, some of you may not or whatever, but the truth of the matter is I went to huge expense to have Brent build us awesome forums. And... Most of the people on our site hang out in the Discord. That's just the truth. And look, if you want to head up there right now, that's totally cool. Like, I don't begrudge anyone who would prefer to live chat. And there are applications for that that are great. For example, Discord during a live press event is better than, like, our comment system. So if you're watching, if you watched Summer Game Fest yesterday, or if you're going to watch the Xbox Showcase on Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific, um, it would be nice if underneath that there's a live chat interface. It's just better for live events. That's not a part of our functionality. It's cost me a lot of money to build that into the site. Something I'm looking into, but I'm not promising anything. Um, but to me, there are very specific applications for each one where one thrives over the other. Um, so I'm like you. I prefer traditional forums where I get a notification if someone replies to me and I can take a minute to read their reply and actually consider it and then, you know, write something and edit. And I understand everyone's like, well, you could do that on Discord as well. But that's not the, the spirit of Discord. That's not the nature of Discord. Um, and I do think there's something to that. Like, when you say it's not the spirit of something, it's not an absolute. It means that you don't have to do it. But for whatever reason, and this I think it's just human nature, when you are put into an environment, you want to maximize what that environment is designed for. Um, in Discord, is chat for immediate response. So I hear you. I wish our forums were more active. I would, I would honestly be way more active in our forums than I would be on our Discord. So if you guys were in the forums, like posting stuff and things like that, I would be way more likely to engage with that because I can do it on my own time. It's like I go to our Discord and it's like I'm scrolling up to find stuff that's like relevant or whatever. A lot of times it's just people being like, this is what I had for lunch or I just went to the store and I bought it or whatever. It's not focused. So anyway, I am disappointed that our forums aren't more active. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I would trade our Discord in if I thought that it would uh, make our forums more active. Um, but at the same time, I realized a lot of you guys really love our Discord as well, and I wouldn't want to take that away from you guys. So it's tough. I understand you're, you're, you're kind of put on the spot a lot of times. It's like if you're chatting with someone on Discord and you type, you type something and someone replies to you, it's incumbent upon you to reply right away. Um, and I just don't have time for that. I have to time shift like everything in my life working on Sifted. So um, Discord doesn't work for me. It works for a lot of other people. I do wish our forums were more active, but 
there's really nothing I can do about it other than shutting down our Discord, and I'm not going to do that. All right, that's it for this episode of Ash Ain't Anything. Thanks again to everyone who's pledging at $7 or more per month. Uh, you guys make this show happen. Thanks to all our patrons. You guys are all awesome. I love you guys to death. Without you guys, I don't have a job. So um, appreciate it. Big weekend this weekend. Don't forget again, Sunday at 10 a.m., 1 p.m. Eastern, Xbox Showcase 2023. It's not E3 press conference. Again, the site will be rocking, ready to go on Sunday. Um, you can go into our Discord and you can live chat with people while it's happening if you want to. You can pop open a window that sits to the side. You could chat with our with your fellow sifters while it's happening. Um, but uh, it's exciting. Next week is going to be exciting. We have an awesome episode of Game Face on Tuesday. Probably going to be the biggest and best one of the entire year. A lot to look forward to, and we'll see you soon.